You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers. Hello and welcome to Talking Tricks, a podcast with us, Kane and Abel, two magicians with the exact same voice, two magicians who are now on early bird sale for our Brighton Fringe Festival shows. That's... Is this another shameless promotion? Yep, but it's our podcast. We do great interviews week on week out. So we're going to do... Uh, we have to promote our own shows. Surely it's Brighton Fringe. Brighton Fringe is in like May. It's in May and June this year. We're what gonna are you be talking there. about it now for? Because we're on early bird sale. The sale yep. for early birds has come out today. So people can buy tickets early bird sale. What do these early birds get? They get tickets early to guarantee their seat because obviously we sold out last year, didn't we? We had to do that extra show. So this year, early bird, they can get their tickets, guarantee their seat for Breaking the Magician's Code with Kane and Abel, Brighton Fringe. Right, come on then, tell them the dates that these early birds could get their tickets. Okay, so the dates are the 4th, the 5th, of what? the 6th, and the 31st, I know there's a gap there, of May. And then the 1st and the 2nd of June. Hang on. That's six days. Yep. That's a lot of days. Yes. That's more days than we did last year. Well, I thought, because we, we sold out last year, we'll do more days this year. We're going to do the bank holidays as well this year. And then more people can see us. And we might make a little bit of pocket money for Stanley in the pocket. So, yeah, but yeah, it is it is probably double the amount of dates we did last year. But I thought you'd be cool with that because... Well, it's fine. It's just twice as twice the amount of tickets to sell, isn't it? Well, that's there is the other thing I meant to to mention. I wasn't going to do it in this bit, but as you've brought it up now, I I have agreed that we'll have a slightly bigger room than last year. Okay, go on. It, you probably should have run this by me before, but so last year we were obviously in the borough. Cozy little burrow. Yeah, I liked it in the burrow. It was nice in the burrow. I thought we both liked it in the burrow. I thought, I thought we'd actually agreed we would stay in the burrow. But here's the thing. We're this year going to be in the bigger room, the theatre box. Which one's that? Is that the big sweaty one? It, it's the one that's a big, hot, sweaty room. It's double the size of the, of the burrow. So we've got four times the amount of tickets to sell. I think so, yeah. If you and this is your master plan that you would mention it on the podcast to our 20-something listeners. Uh, it's more than that, actually. I've been recently speaking to potential advertisers, so I have been looking at the viewing figures. Right. Uh, it's, it's going pretty well, actually, Kane. Is it enough to sell out the theatre box six times? If everyone that's listened to the podcast ever yeah. buys a ticket, then we'll only lose a little bit of money. Okay, I suppose they could tell their friends, couldn't they? They could tell their friends. Why don't you tell them to tell their friends? Tell your friends, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to www.kandablemagic.com and go on the live dates to find out all of the dates that we're doing in 2019. Very quickly, we're in London on the 25th. We're then obviously... We're in in London every day. We are, but we're doing a show in London on the 25th. And then obviously we're in Adelaide and Stirling Fringe throughout March. Backing for Brighton, May and April, sorry, May and June, and April we're in Bath at Bath Comedy Festival. Okay, that wasn't in any kind of structural order, but I don't think it really matters. That's enough about us. Yeah. Who have we got on today? Today's podcast interview is is happening over Skype because obviously what? it's well it's Christmas. Skype. Yeah. 
Skype still a thing? Skype's still a thing. Who has Skype? Well, I'll tell you who has Skype. The organiser of the session convention, one half of Vanishing Inc, Andy Gladwin, joins us in a minute via Skype. And he's got Skype. Andy Scott's He manages to order a whole magic convention. A very good magic convention, I should add. Yeah. But I'm sure that will be mentioned in your interview. It is a session convention preview. Right, so it's all about the session. It's all about the session. And he manages to order that, organise all of that through Skype. Right, I don't think he doesn't do everything on Skype. He does genius. He emails, he does phone, he's probably got a landline, but he's a landline? (laughs) Yeah. What? Everyone's got a landline. like you've gone back into the past to do this interview it actually reminds me of the past skype makes me feel a bit nostalgic were you going to say something though because you moved the microphone towards your mouth like you were going to say something i was going to say are you going to get nostalgic i am nostalgic okay we recorded our first ever podcast over skype didn't we oh right the interview not the one with paul the beck for the big no that was the first one we released but you know mate we I'm sure these people have worked it out, you know. It wasn't just talk to Paul DeBeck, slap it on the internet, job done. We've actually been trying to do this podcast for many, many years, haven't we? We recorded our first ever podcast interview back into 2001 over Skype. Yeah, with Rory the Cloud. With Rory the Cloud. And it never really kicked off due to the fact that there was no such thing as uh, an iPod or iTunes or any method of sharing a podcast at that stage. Yeah, we were, we were well ahead of ourselves with that, wasn't we? And then I made those food manufacturing podcasts that people can still go back and listen to. But now we're doing talking tricks, aren't we? What are you talking about food manufacturing for? Well, that's, I did those podcasts. Go on, ring Andy Gladwin up. Okay. Joining us now on Talking Tricks is Andy Gladwin, one half of Vanishing Inc. And the organisers behind the session convention. He joins us over Skype to give us an overview of what that convention might look like. Andy, thanks for joining us. What can people expect from the session next year? Yeah, thanks for having uh, having me on the uh, the podcast. Yeah, next year, although we're only you know, two weeks away uh, from next year, yeah, it's coming soon. It's, uh, it's held on the 11th, and, uh, 11th to 13th of January in uh, Heathrow and the whole idea of the session and the event started as a question of what convention would we like to attend and that's basically how it's organized it's a major convention that people like me and my friends would want to go to luckily for us that also seems to apply to everybody else as well it's a convention that uh, is built by our thoughts of how can we make the best convention and one that we would love to attend. So over the years, we've had the biggest names of magic perform and lecture and interviews and uh, give, give hands-on sessions. And I'm talking the levels of Darren Brown has performed, Dynamo, David Blaine has attended, uh, Juan Tamariz. We're talking the very best. Uh, and people that don't normally come to conventions either. For example, a few years ago, we had Chris Kenner give a, a lecture and a talk, and I don't think Chris Kenner's lectured at any other convention in the world. So that's the level we're looking at. We're trying to get unique events, not just the, the kind of generic magic convention. And I kind of want to go through the program relatively thoroughly, I, su- I suppose, and, and get an idea of what, what is on offer to people. But kind of before we do that, you, you mentioned some big names that have been at, at the session in the past. Um, I wonder, could you kind of Give us a few kind of key highlights from the conventions so far in previous years. Yeah, there are many highlights for for me personally. And uh, Josh and I have a kind of uh, 
No, it's not a, a joke, but a, a kind of an anything between us that uh, our highlight of the year is actually standing up just before the gala show starts and just kind of looking back at the audience and thinking, we did it. We, we, we made another convention. And there's, there's a level of, level of pride there because it's the kind of convention where, of course, all of these big name magicians attend. But the, the biggest highlight for me is when the, the normal magician, you know, the, 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 the magic enthusiast gets a lot out of it. My goal is that everybody who comes to the session goes away a better magician. So to me, the ultimate highlight is knowing that we've achieved that goal. Yeah, and, and kind of looking at the convention itself then, it, it all kicks off on the Friday with the event, which is just an absolute mecca and a, a who's who of the mentalism world. Um, run us through what that opening day program looks like. So the event has, uh, just like I was saying about some kind of people you don't normally see at conventions, uh, the headliner of the event is, um, is a magician called, or a mentalist called Ross Johnson, who is famous for having the best Q&A routine in the world. It's not a a standard magic lecturer you wouldn't have seen him lecture in the UK before and he is going to be absolutely amazing he is the guy that all of the best mentalists say is the the person we should be learning from but of course he's just one of, of many great names so we have Andy Nyman is going to be there and uh, he's going to be kicking off the whole day with his lecture but then we also have Jared Cop, we have Luch, we have uh, Max Maven and Michael Weber doing a really interesting one-off event where they are going to talk to us about a particular mentalist uh, individually. They have their own mentalist they'll be talking about and they'll be coming apart that mentalist act and telling us why they love it so much and what we can learn from it. And then finally, uh, the last person to announce is Luke Jamey, who was our co-organizer for the event. So Luke uh, curates the best mentalist. So it's Luke we have to thank for all of these great names. And he amazes me in so many ways. But in this way, he is doing another lecture, which I think is his fifth hour of lectures that he's done for us. So he will be doing another one-hour lecture with more of his original material. I don't know how he does it, but seeing his lecture is always a highlight for me, just because I'm just in awe of how much incredible material he has. Yeah, I mean, that's quite quite fun to hear, I suppose, because uh, looking at the, at the programme of events, if we just look at the event for, for a moment, there's lots of people who they're like, wow, they're here. And, you know, I know Mike, Michael Weber does come to the UK a bit, but it's still a bit of a treat um, to kind of have him on these shores and certainly with Max Maven. Um, and, and with Luke, he, he's obviously lecturing so often and so frequently, um, but it's great to hear that that's going to be another new, another new hour, another new lecture of amazing mentalism. You know, in one way, perhaps we've done a small disservice to people like Luke, Max Maven and Michael Weber by having them so many years. It's, imagine a convention where if you announce just Max Maven and Michael Weber, most conventions would go, we've done it. That is an amazing lineup. Just uh, Luke, Max and Michael. That is one of the strongest lineups you can have in mentalism. Uh, but we've had them every year for the last four years. Uh, but what's amazing is they always do stuff they don't do at other conventions. So I'm so happy about that. And I'm just so proud that we can get these guys back every year. And I just want to touch on that, that inspiration session for a minute, because I think that's something that, again, make, makes the session uh, convention unique and different from other events. You know, other conventions may feel a little bit like death by card trick or death by tricks but i always think it's lovely to have that uh difference when people are actually just sitting down they're not so much showing their work but just talking about their inspirations which 
inso is going to inspire people to actually go back do their research on on these other mentalists which i just think is a really unique way to to do things was that kind of an idea that you and Josh had or was that through kind of chatting to the guys about things that you could do that might be different? Yeah, you know, one of my fears, and I, I think Josh and, and Luke feel this too, is that we don't want the session of the event to become one of those conventions where you've seen it all before. You know, there, there are many, many conventions you go to and you see the same names who are doing the same lecture and you just think, well, I don't need to go and see that lecture because I've already seen the lecture before. And we don't want that. We want it to feel unique. And luckily, we find ourselves in a position where pretty much everyone we put are friends of ours, so we can talk them into doing something they wouldn't normally do. So we would go to somebody like Max Maven and Michael Weber and, and you know, say, we know you have this passion in this. Would you be interested in doing something like this? And then we'll all talk it over, and then we'll end up with an event that everyone is happy with. And that inspiration event is not just Max and Michael. We also wanted to add a non-mentalist into this mix to see what a non-mentalist can give us about a mentalism performance. So my best friend, Joshua Jay, will be doing uh, also part of this event. So he will be talking about a mentalism performance that he loves too. And I really like that, that we have three very different performers talking about three very different other performers. Yeah, and I think that's, that's again, a great addition for, for the event is it can be so easy that certain magicians can be like oh well I'm not a mentalist so there's nothing there for me but I kind of think every good magic show should have at least one really strong piece of mentalism and you know you don't have to be the mentalist to do great mentalism so I think that's again a, a nice addition there and, and the whole day ends with mentalists at the card table sounds fantastic tell us a tiny bit about that well, this was something we did last year as an experiment in a way. It's just an informal show. So we had last year, Max Maven did something, Michael Webber did something, Luke did something, Chris Rawlings. And it was just an informal show in a small room that we have at the hotel. And for many people, it was the highlight of the whole convention, actually. Luke hosted it, and Luke gave an energy that I've never seen from him before. He was essentially like a stand-up comedian hosting this thing. It was amazing. Luke was telling stories, and uh, he introduced his friends. And by popular demand, I guess, we, we brought this one back. And I'm excited for this one because I'll be performing a mentalism piece. And I don't really do much mentalism in front of magicians. So it's going to be really fun. It's yeah, a card table, people surround crowding around it, and uh, some great magicians and mentalists doing uh, some of their favorite pieces. So, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a really fantastic day to kick off the convention. And and then we're we're into Saturday, day one proper. An event, yourself and, and Josh and Ben Hart. What, what's that kind of going to look like, that, that opening hour and a half? Yeah, so that is three of us doing kind of our own individual talks. So I will be talking on a magician who I admire greatly, who most people haven't heard of, in fact. He's a magician called Edward G. Brown. He was active in the 1940s. And uh, Di Vernon, Charlie Miller, John Ramsey all said he was the finest sleight of hand artist of that time, yet nowadays nobody has heard of him. So I'm going to be doing a, a brief talk about him and performing some of his effects. And Josh, uh, to be honest, I, I don't know what Josh is doing. I, I do know that he has chosen something, but we just haven't had time to talk about it. Uh, but I know Josh well enough to know that it's going to be great. And then Ben Hart's about uh, some of his tricks. I don't think Ben has ever publicly explained his magic before, so I'm really excited about that. So I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to speak for Ben, but I know what he's doing, and I think it's going to be fantastic. 
talk us through then, Andy, some of the some of the other highlights from from the session. Uh, I suppose we could put both both days in together as one, or or if it's easier for you to kind of run through Saturday and then Sunday. What else can we expect? Let's kind of jump between it. I, I can tell you, yeah, the things I'm most excited about. Uh, I will be leaving people out here, but that doesn't mean I'm not excited about them. Every single person on this lineup is someone that Josh and I hand selected. So these are all magicians I am uh, a huge fan of. Uh, but some of the ones I, I know is going to be great is Ben Seidman. Is, uh, he did his show for us at Manchester last year, which is our other convention that we hold in Columbus, Ohio, in America. And Ben doesn't do magic conventions, but he's a friend of ours, and we've managed to convince him to do magic fest. And he, all day, we had the standing ovation I've ever seen at magic fest, and it's an amazing show. It's it's magic that will almost certainly destroy you and fool you so much. But not only that, it's kind of a stand-up comedian style as well. So it's a great combination of comedy and magic. To me, one of the most perfect stand-up magic acts there is. So he's going to be great. Uh, of course, Matt King is going to be there. This is kind of sticks to the, the premise that I was saying about getting people that other magic conventions can't normally get. Matt King is a Las Vegas headliner. To get Mac, we have to do a lot of work to make sure that um, you know, he was free because he performs on the Las Vegas Strip twice a day. So Mac King is going to do his show. He's going to give us a talk and a lecture, which will be fantastic. Uh, and then some card magicians as well. Jason Ledenny, we just published his book, Game Changer, which I think is uh, one of the best books that we've published. Uh, he's going to do a performance and a talk. And, of course, Danny Ortiz as well will be doing a performance and talk. But that's just a few. Uh, but let me give you one other name. Uh, another feeling that I have with the session. So I want to get people that other conventions can't normally get. But also, I want to introduce people to new names that you may not have heard of before. And this year, the name is Kyle Littleton. He is, uh, he works for Vanish Link, but that does, enough, that's not why he's booked. He was booked because he is hilarious, but also a phenomenal sleight of hand artist. He is just incredible with cards and coins, and his lecture, I think, will be one that a lot of people are talking about. He's a young guy, but just has some amazing ideas, so... Be sure to uh, to attend that one. And then it all it all finishes with the gala show. What can we expect from that? Is that kind of going to be some of the performers from the convention doing their best routines, or, or will there be a few surprises in there as well? There's always a few surprises. <laughs> um, but end of the show is basically Macking's Las Vegas show. So uh, Macking will be doing I think 45 minutes. And if you've never been to Vegas before, this is a one-off, unique opportunity to see a Vegas headliner performed in Vegas shows, so that's going to be the end of the show, and what a way to end the convention with one of the, the most honed, perfect magic shows of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be amazing. For my 30th birthday, I actually went to Vegas and took a load of mates, some were magicians, some weren't, and I forced them all to go to two shows. The one was Max show and the other was David Copperfield and I was like I know they're gonna love David Copperfield and I was like I know they're gonna love Matt King but they were all like oh who is this guy and everyone came away at the end saying they enjoyed Matt King's show more than David Copperfield so it's a real coup to have him on at the convention and, and performing in that in that way um anything else on the session that you'd kind of like to add Andy anything else that can tease us a little bit more before the the big weekend well the thing i enjoy most at the session it does not happen on stage it happens everywhere else in the hotel so just hanging out with the magicians there to me is is the most fun part and often the part i learn the most of so it's 
So I remember, I think it was two years ago, walking out of an event, and I saw David Burglar sat there performing some magic with some people. And like, how cool is that? David Burglar's just hanging out and being perfectly approachable and performing for people. At the same last year of Johnny Thompson, it was like 3 a.m. and Johnny Thompson was holding court performing magic. That, to me, is what the session is all about. It's about having uh, access to the, the best musicians in the world and having them in a mindset where they are very much willing to share and work with you on your own making. And that, to me, is completely unique. I've never seen that at any other convention, but booking the right people and booking friends and booking people that we know will do that, we managed to create this atmosphere where the session is the perfect name for it because it is essentially a three-day-long magic session and that is always the highlight for me. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, you know, it's always the best bit of, of any convention when it's actually just loads of people just hanging out, talking about magic, what they love, what they don't like, and, and just working on things and, and just chatting and, and being people. And it, you've created a really nice environment for that. Um, very quickly then, what kind of packages for, for those that maybe haven't bought a ticket yet and are thinking about it, um, what kind of packages are on offer for this? So it, it's a Friday ticket or a weekend ticket, is that right? Yeah, so you can register for just the event if you're a mentalist who doesn't like uh, close-up magic, which there are very few. Um, so if you just want to register for the event, uh, feel free to do that. That's on the Friday. Uh, and then the session is Saturday and Sunday. So if you can only make it for the weekend, you can register for that. Just Sunday. Uh, and then and make it all three days just because um, they, they flow together nicely and you get to mix people in and befriend them throughout the convention. So... For me, it's a whole three-day thing, and I just absolutely love it. And then, obviously, um, you know, the session is is one of many things that, that you spend your year organising and working on. Obviously, people may know you from Vanishing Inc. Um, how's everything going there at the minute? What what have we got to look forward to from Vanishing Inc. in the year ahead? This year, uh, 2019, is actually our 10th anniversary. So that's... One thing that we said, Josh and I kind of sat down uh, earlier this year and we started talking about we're almost 10 years old. What do we want to achieve at the start of this? And where are we now? And we started listing the dream projects that we would call them. Uh, one of them was we always wanted to do a retreat. So like a magic convention, but just for 30 people. And we wanted to do that in a cool place. And that was just a, essentially a pipe dream. Yeah, what a cool thing to do, but it was never going to happen. But you know, we, we realized we are almost 10 years old as a company and we should maybe put this thing on. So last night at 8 p.m. we announced the retreats, which is uh, Josh, myself, Ben Earl, uh, uh, who else have we got? Danny Dortiz, we have Paul V. Hill and Room Clan. We are all going to Costa Rica, this gorgeous retreat spa in the rainforest for three days. And we are organizing an event for just 30 people. So if you wanted to get up close, uh, personal with Danny Dortiz, for example, and really learn about his magic, then the retreat is the place to do it. And we announced it, like I say, 8 p.m. last night. It is currently 10 a.m. and 75% of the tickets have already sold. So uh, we are pleased we, we did this. It's really just like I said with the session that it's a, an event organized kind of for us in a way. You know, we, we book the people we want to see and then everybody else luckily buys into that. The event is exactly that. It, it, if the event was just me and Josh and these performers, then that would be fine for us. If nobody turned up, that would be fine because we would still want to learn from these people. But the fact that we get to share it with 30 other people just is 
is so great to us and that is going to be a highlight of our year, I think. The email dropped into my inbox yesterday evening. Beautiful video that you've put together to to show the, the gorgeous surroundings people are going to be in. Run us over, uh, and I'm sure by the time this podcast goes out, I mean, it, it will go out on, on Monday. But the, the tickets may have all gone for the retreat, because I think it is going to be that popular. Um, but but what are some of the specifics then, then of what people get there? It's, it's full room and board and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so this is... it's. The, the model is essentially like a yoga retreat. That's the kind of inspiration for this is that on a retreat, you pay one place and then you get your uh, your accommodation, which are these really cool little, uh, I guess, chalets in the middle of the rainforest. And you, the view is just over the mountains of Costa Rica. It's just incredible. Uh, and you get all your food included. And then also, we're going on these experiences so we're going to go on a tour around these amazing waterfalls where on that tour you can see slots and you can see uh this is little butterfly uh, area and you can have butter these massive butterflies land on your hand and uh we're going to be doing zip lining and we're doing all this as a group so if you've ever wanted to see danny Ortiz down a zip line this is your time for it uh it's just gonna be so much fun. Yeah, as you probably saw in the trailer, we went there a couple of months ago and we did not want to leave. We just had the best time. It's, it's an amazing place. And if you if you want to see the happiest man alive, you just need to see Joshua J staring at a sloth. I've, I've never seen a man melt so easy uh, and this slow crawling baby sloth. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, and I'll, I'll look forward to all the uh, uh, magic tricks for sloth videos that will hopefully uh, be all over the internet uh, at the end of that. Uh. <laughs> Andy, very quickly before I, before I let you go, because I know you're, you're a busy man. You and Josh obviously feels like you kind of look at things slightly differently to certainly most magic convention organizers and things like that. Um, I wondered kind of, is there any sort of inspiration or or any reason why you kind of think that you guys enjoy doing things differently. So there are a few things here. Yeah, one is that Josh and I get all of the credit for this, but really that's unfair because Vanishnik has an amazing team. Vanishnik is, it started as, as two best friends kind of starting a major production company, but it's not ended that way. Now we have a large team of amazingly creative magicians who are all working hard behind the scenes to put on an event like this. So so no, no longer is it just me and Josh going, who, who should we book for this convention? Now the whole Vanishing team get together and they say, what if we did this? How about if we tried this? And you know, everyone is working hard from the tech to the, the booking of people. So, so there's that. It's, it's really a group mentality of, of working out what we want to create. But also, ever since day one of, of organizing conventions, I think I've now organized 25 magic conventions. Since that day, my inspiration was never other magic mentions. It was always a more kind of corporate conventions. You know, we wanted to have a much more slick feel. So you've been to the event you, um, in the session. So, you know, for example, the stage is custom designed and custom built every year. That's the only magic mention in the whole world that does that. And literally, it's a massive set uh, that has been built from the ground up by thinking about what would make it set how would i like to perform on a on a stage like this so right down to the, the colors that are chosen for the backdrop that's all put together especially every single year uh and and we push ourselves so this year we're in a new venue and uh the room is a little bit bigger so we've doubled the size of the screens 
so that everybody can make sure they get a, a great view wherever they are in the room. So, yeah, yes, pushing is not other magic conventions. It's it's basically how can we push magic conventions beyond uh, the magic world, and that's what we have our attitude with everything. So, I think our website doesn't specifically look like a a uh, magic shop website and our uh, events don't feel like magic conventions and i think our products hopefully take inspiration from outside of the magic world so we're always trying to push ahead and uh, we don't really do we don't really have dealer stands at other conventions except for two blackpool and magic live and if you've ever, ever seen those i think you'd notice that they are not the traditional table with uh, these are you know high quality productions that we try and do so we always try and push bigger than the magic world and final question for you andy you know you mentioned 10 years running your own uh, magic company uh, all of the convention work as well i think most magicians probably all at least one point in their career probably think i could run a, i could run a magic bar I could run a magic convention. I could run my own magic shop. I think those are the three things we all probably are guilty of thinking. I wonder what have been some of your sort of um, key challenges, I suppose, in business over the last decade? That's a really good question. And yeah, one that I haven't really thought about. So bear with me as I kind of take time to, to think about it. I, I guess one challenge is finding the right people. Uh, we have the most incredible team of magicians from across the world. I mean, we, as part of our team, we have a magician in Vietnam, we have magicians in China, a from New York, uh, Europe. So we have a lot of magicians part of our team. But that's the toughest part of my job is finding the right people to work with. Because as sad as it is, uh, a lot of magicians don't have the work ethic that we require. So often somebody will work with us and the fact that they're working remotely doesn't help, but you know, they, they don't pull through in the way that we need them to. So yeah, the, the, the biggest challenge is getting the right people. And I'm so proud that we have what we now consider a complete team. We're not looking for anybody else right now. We have a fantastic team and everyone in this team is basically as dedicated to, to our mission as we are. So big challenge there. And, and the other one is, is we are now in a position where we are scaling. You know, magic, we didn't start as a, a company that wanted to be as big as we are, in, in a way. We always wanted to be the best, but not the biggest. But now our challenge is to, to, to build in a way that we are the best. I guess the because naturally happens. So, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, but we are really trying to push forward in as many ways as we can. And uh, final, final question. <laughs> um, in what in what ways um, will you kind of look to overcome those challenges then, Andy? I think we kind of already have uh, a lot of scaling problems with the company are system-based, not uh, people-based. So, for example, uh, we are constantly working on our shipping system. Uh, I spent a month in California, which is where our warehouse is, last month, and I spent the whole month there basically working out how do we shave just a few seconds and I mean just a few seconds of sending orders, because if we shave just a few seconds per order, that improves the, the dispatch speed for every single customer by more than you might imagine. So it means that you know our cutoff point of sending same day is 1 p.m. So if you order in the US for 1 p.m., the order goes out. But if we can shave a few seconds off all of those that go out in the month, we point. So if you order by 3 p.m., hopefully your order will still go out, even 4 p.m. sometimes. So uh, it's challenges like that. It's no longer, you know, what's the best envelope to send a magic trick in. Now it's how do we just shave a few seconds from that part of the process or 
how do we make the website just that little bit easier to use? And and those challenges, while they have only a small impact on a per customer level, they have a massive impact on the whole company. So it's yeah, it's an education for me. I'm I'm really really learning new things about running a, a business by having to deal with the, the scale that we've experienced and the growth we've experienced over the last couple of years. And yeah, I, and to be honest, I absolutely love it. It's, it's a real passion of mine now. So it's, it's so much fun. I think that comes through, uh, that passion comes through just talking to you, Andy. So that's great to hear. Final, final, final thing, actually, before I let you go, um, just because it, with these podcasts and these interviews, I, I always tend to speak to um, magicians about uh, some of the books that they found really useful and, and really inspiring in their career. Knowing this can reignite uh, a magician's passion or, or just kind of help them grow as a performer. So, Andy, if there was a couple of books, call it, you know, three books, two books, five books or whatever that, that you would really recommend every uh, magician to read to become the best performer possible. Putting you on the spot here, I know. What would those be, Andy? Yeah, you know, well, we've spoke about business and we've spoke about conventions, but at the heart of all of this, Josh and I couldn't do any of this if we weren't performers. So I love performing magic. I, I try and perform as much as I can. So... Yeah, it's great to talk about this kind of thing because that is what I really get a kick out of. This is what really makes me tick. So uh, the one book that I would say every magician must read by Darwin Ortiz. We've all read Strong Magic. It's a classic magic book. But Designing Miracles goes a lot more in depth. That looks at specific tricks and tells us how we can make them better and then teaches us wider lessons about that. And... There is stuff in here that I had never read in any other magic. I, I would have never considered by myself that has improved my magic. Just not just one trick, but many, many tricks that I do. So Designing Miracles is an absolute must read. Um, then I'm trying to think of some, some good trick books. because you know, The truth is I read so many magic books that depending on the time, the, you know, the day that you ask me, I would give you a different answer. But, so how about this? I'll tell you the books that I'm reading right now. So... Uh, I published these two books for Advanced Link, but still, I'm rereading them, which is uh, Principia by uh, Harapan Ong, that's on this book, and this has 60 tricks in it, and I'm getting a real kick out of reading those. And then the other one is Game Changer by Jason Session. And this is a book that uh, has, I think it's about 18 tricks, but each one is just an absolute performance piece. So, whereas often I would read a magic book by you know, just flicking through, reading a trick, and going, oh, that's not for me. Uh, this one, I read the trick, and then I give myself a few days to play around with it and experiment and work out how to make it more of my own, because that's what you really need to do with a book like this. But the other magic books I like reading are, are the, the kind of the classic magic books. So that's why I'm hesitant to give them, because I, they're almost certainly cliches. But I love reading old magic books, and uh, I received an email recently from somebody who said, I, uh, I don't read... Um, I don't read magic books published any earlier than 1990. Such a strange <laughs> thing to say. Um, and I just thought, you poor guy, you know, you, you have missed out on the best magic ever published. You know, the last hundred years has been an amazing time for magic books. So I would say, you know, read as many old ones and because we then we avoid seeing the, the result of many people varying tricks. So if we can go back to the source, the older books, we can see the tricks as they were originally intended instead of the variation that it morphed into today. 
So yeah, I could go on for hours. This is my favorite subject. I, uh, I have read thousands of magic books. It is my absolute passion. Every day I'm reading a magic book. So um, yeah, and I'll pick out one more book that I'm reading right now. It's Cyan Fields Entertaining Card Magic. I haven't read that for a few years. So I pulled it off the shelf last night and started rereading it. It's a fun book to read. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I, I'm in a lucky world that my, my granddad's a magician and he probably owns over a thousand magic books. So every time I go to his house, wow. I, I, I get to read a new one and make sure and, and, and say which ones I want in the will over my brother. But they'll all come to the same house. Thank you very much for your time. Um, unless there's anything else you'd like to add on, on the session, Vanishing Ink, uh, or, or anything at all. You know what, let's, let's just dispel one myth of the session. Uh, some people say about the session, you know, this, it just seems too intense for me, or uh, I don't think I'm good enough to go to the session. Um, and I think you'll agree. Uh, you've been, it's, it's one of the more welcoming conventions. And yes, it, it is serious, because, like I say, our goal is to make everybody who comes... Uh, leaving a better magician, however good you are, you still, I think, can leave a better magician. Uh, so it is a serious convention, but you don't have to be uh, a very experienced magician. Everybody is welcome, as long as you have a real passion for magic. And that's the same with everything you do. If you have a passion for magic, we want you to get involved with us. People don't have to feel that, oh, I'm going to the session, I need to uh, I need to get as, as good as possible in case uh, people bully me for not being amazing. Um, you know, it, it is all levels there. Um, and, you know, I've had conversations with people and we haven't shown each other a, a trick at all. Um, and then there's other people who are straight off and are like, have a look at this, what do you reckon? I think that's the nice thing about it. It's come do what you want, speak to who you want, and, and it's it's a great environment. Thank you for, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, um, I think it's going really well. So good luck with the, uh, is this episode 11? So good luck with the other episodes. Yeah, well, thank you, Andy. And we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to meet up at some times and do this not over Skype and have a proper chat. That'd be great. Well, I will see you at the session. The number one podcast for great stories from the world of magic, circus, comedy, and variety. You're listening to Talking Tricks. Andy Gladwin there from Vanishing Inc, the company he runs with Joshua J that also organises the amazing session convention coming to you in early January this year. Sorry that that interview had to take place on Skype and therefore wasn't the usual quality of audio you would expect, but I think it was all able to be understood and we had the option of doing a preview right now before we go into the Christmas holidays so that you can get all the information you need to know about the session, get you excited if you've bought your ticket, make you want to buy a ticket if you haven't bought a ticket and that's what we like to do here on Talking Tricks. We're going to be previewing all of the big conventions and festivals not just from the world of magic but also from the world of variety, circus, comedy and of course fringe where we will be a lot over the next coming year. But anyway, talking of previewing events, it's time for Gig of the Week. It's time Well, it's gigs of the week this week. One gig, but you've got three opportunities to go and see it. So this week, our top tip is Gary Starr Conquers Troy. Now, these are previews, and they're on from Thursday, December the 20th at 9pm until Saturday, December the 22nd at 9pm at the Camden's People's Theatre. 
That sounds in the north. Sounds like a very long show. I imagine there's breaks in between. It's not just one continuous show. It's two shows. And Gary Starr, who we first met at the Brighton Fringe, and then I bumped into him in Edinburgh. Lovely guy, lovely hair, lovely dog. Tell us a little bit more, Kane, about what's going to be in the show. Can we expect great hair? Can we expect a great dog? You can definitely expect great hair, because he has got great hair. Gary Starr kind of exploded here in the UK anyway. He's an Australian guy called Damien. Damien Warren-Smith. And his 2018 debut was called Gary Starr Performs Everything. And it was kind of him saving the art form of acting and performing arts from its inevitable extinction. And he kind of carries on in the same vein with this brand new show. Super. Well, and that's at the Camden People's Theatre at the dates mentioned. Thursday and Saturday. Thursday and Saturday. This week, Gary Starr. Go and check him out. Uh, and if you do go and check him out, because you've heard about it on this podcast, let us know what you thought about it. Let us know that you loved it, because we know you will. Thank you for listening to Talking Tricks with Cade and Abel. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast.